Hey guys, uh, Russell here. Yes, the typical boring, yes, Russell, the robot Russell, the one you guys love to know. I'm real, real exciting. You know, I'm real exciting. Um, but anyways, uh, everybody has to have an alter ego, right? And, and I've been thinking about what my alter ego would be, and I, I, I think I have an alter ego. His name, his name's Mr. 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 Unlimited. Yeah, you gotta be unlimited. You know, you gotta have a thought process of being unlimited. So when people ask you, you know, what you're thinking about or what you wanna do in life or where you wanna go, you gotta be unlimited. Tell them, I'm unlimited. You know what I mean? So when they ask you certain questions like, Who brings you motivation, Russell? Mr. Unlimited. Unlimited. Who is your go-to person for advice, Russell? They think Pete Carroll, they think this person, think that person. Love you, Pete, but it's Mr. Unlimited. Tell them. All right. August, Tuesday, August 16th. Just, just the Murray boys here outside on a beautiful day in Los Angeles. Um, we thought we'd give the audience uh, some, some week one... NFL uh, betting lines insight. You know, oftentimes when you want to bet on week one of the NFL season, it's it, it's smart to do it um, a few weeks, maybe even uh, a couple months beforehand, and you can get a little bit of an edge on the numbers as the season approaches because a lot of sharp uh, bettors you know, take advantage of those numbers and and then they influence the market and cause the numbers to move um, either, uh, you know, most of the time against uh, your favor. So we're going to go through the week one slate and obviously we'll be doing a week one episode when the time comes in September, but we thought that a few look ahead spots where we've already placed bets to share with the, uh, to share with the audience. So we're going to start on Thursday the 8th of September with the Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams hosting the Buffalo Bills. Um, I want to say this number opened as pick the... Pick'em. Was it a pick'em? I think it, it definitely was a pick'em, I think, pretty early on. Yeah, well, nonetheless, the Buffalo Bills are a two-and-a-half-point favorite on the road in L.A., pretty universally a two-and-a-half, um, looking to be minus 10 both ways, you can get it at minus 105 in the Bills' favor on points bet. But uh, looking like pretty un- universal number here. I, for one, don't have a don't have an opinion on this game. Haven't bet it. Looking forward to watching it. But we're gonna try to swim through these games that we don't have an opinion on pretty quickly because uh, when the time comes during the season, we'll, we'll probably give a little bit more insight. Yeah, uh, I I like the Bills here, man. I I think there's some value on the Bills. I made the Bills minus three in my. Uh... Power numbers, I guess. My first, I did a week one guess the lines, and uh, it seems that you know I I had it at Buffalo minus two when I this was a week ago on the eighth of August or nine days ago, um, and it seems that obviously Buffalo has gotten money as we said they opened up as a pick'em, so it seems like they've been getting steadily bet, um, you know, throughout the summer. So yeah, I just think Buffalo should be rated as a better team than L.A., and I think they're probably about. You know, I think this number is pretty right. I, I think this is kind of a, a nice play at uh, two and a half with the with the Bills. I think I like to think they win that game on Thursday night. Um. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know. Quite frankly, man, if this number was a three, I would consider taking the Rams. Yeah. I don't. I think this right. is going to be a close game. 
Um, and man, you know, just one a little tip tip of betting advice here yeah. from John Gooch. Don't get horny too early here, right? Yeah. We've got 17 weeks to bet football. Really pick your spots because wins are valuable in this game. Mm. Betting wins are valuable. And one loss will completely subtract one win, as we all know, for the most part. And, you know, don't, don't get horny and hop on something just because you feel like it might happen. Really bet the stuff you really like and think you might have an advantage on. But anyway, we can move I, forward. I think that's a really good point, Lee. Thanks, man. I just want to say I, I think that's a that. good point, and I think it's interesting because... Season's I long, made it, man. I made it Buffalo minus three, so I'm basically saying at any of these numbers, I think there's a slight advantage to Buffalo. Obviously, at the pick that was one. I probably should have bet it because I think I, w- I think I would make Buffalo a favorite in this game. But that being said, I think Lee brings up a great point where if it gets out to three, which I think, I think this is also something we maybe should talk about is where we think this number is going to be opening night. And... I have a hard time seeing it. I th- I think it probably is at three, man. Don't you think? Or do uh, you think it's going to stay like this? I for... don't know. I don't know, man. It is I a think, pretty significant move. I think getting a full three points at home, I understand that there's a lot of hype around Buffalo, which is why I can see the number going to three. But this Rams team is no slouch, man. And and, and I genuinely think they can go score for score with Buffalo. They're, 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 these are two of the elite teams in the NFL and although Buffalo on a neutral field probably should be favored by two or three points, too much emotion in the air with the Super Bowl. Um, obviously dealing with a new offensive coordinator in Buffalo, kind of a, I don't know how different the playbook will be, but some things to work out week one. I don't know, man. I think three would be, uh, I, I, have, I have trouble seeing if the number got to three sharp betters not betting it down, back down to two and a half. I think it's two yeah, and a half is probably right point. around where it'll stay. We can move on to the New Orleans-Atlanta game. We're now on the Sunday noon, 1 o'clock, 10 a.m. slate. I got the New Orleans Saints minus four a couple months ago. I was very proud of myself. The numbers now moved to five, five and a half on a couple spots. I'll go ahead and say it. I'm not going to double down because I got a hefty amount on minus four. I think five is a very comfortable number to take the Saints at here. I think the Saints... Probably should be closer to a six and a half or a touchdown favorite. I know they're on the road in Atlanta, but the Saints, man, uh, in the past, better part of the past five, six years, have dominated in division competition. And this Atlanta team is a team that has, I think, a four and a half or five uh, regular season win total. Um, still yeah. working out a lot of stuff, you know, as a franchise. So I like, I like laying the points here with the Saints. Yeah, Lee, I think that was a great bet you made. I made the Saints seven-point favorites. That's what I would make it right now uh, going into to week one. And, yeah, I think I think this is kind of – anything under a seven I think is probably a solid play. And then we also, you know, what's the value between four where you got it and five, for example? Like there's obviously a little bit of value there, but it's nowhere near as much as, say, betting Buffalo now and them going to three or, or three and a half or whatever it may be. So I think the Saints probably should be a touchdown favorite, six-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. Um, so I I'm probably won't make a, a bet yet, but also, as we just brought up, what do you think the odds are that this game is seven, six, six and a half? Yeah, I think it'll come. stay just under seven probably. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's going to be interesting to monitor as the numbers already moved in the Saints' direction. Yeah. Uh, Cleveland, Carolina, we finally got a line on this game. Um, I regret to say on the same night that I bet New Orleans minus four. I bet the Cleveland Browns minus four and a half in wow. this game against Carolina. I was of the, for whatever reason, sometimes I let my emotions get the best of me. I was of the opinion that Deshaun Watson wouldn't get suspended for any of the games. 
and I thought that they were going to storm into Carolina in Deshaun Watson's uh, first game and, and take care of business. I obviously regret making that bet. That all being said, I think the Browns are probably an interesting look um, as a one-point underdog in this game. Probably not going to touch it, but uh, the fact that it's it's now a one-point spread I think is interesting with the team as kind of lifeless as Carolina um, has been the past couple of years and the whole quarterback situation. I know the Baker, the Baker, uh, the Baker Mayfield, uh, you know, that that talking point is probably going to influence some some of this market, but I don't know how much that matters. Yeah, um, I, this was a tough one to to do. Uh, I mean, nine days ago, we kind of still were in the Deshaun no man's land. I made it Cleveland three and a half, and I still think Lee. Obviously, I think you made a bad bet in terms of like process and. You probably weren't as educated on the potential ramifications of uh, you know the suspension happening, uh, but I still think that I made it three and a half. Would you get it four or four and a half? Mm-hmm. I, I I mean, man, maybe I'm too high on Cleveland and too low on Carolina. I just think in terms of coaching, we talked kind of talked about it in the NFC South preview. In terms of coaching and really the team outside of Jacoby Brissett, now asking Jacoby Brissett to put up points is obviously much different than asking Deshaun Watson to put up points, but. I just think this Cleveland team is a lot better, and I mean them as a dog. Even if my number is wrong, them you know at a pick'em or plus one we're seeing right now. I mean I think that's probably a pretty solid play to Cleveland. But like you said, Lee, you got to really pick your spots here. And am I really going to line up uh, you know the Cleveland Browns first game in Carolina as one of my best bets? I, I'm not too comfortable doing that right now. Moving on to the Windy City, the 49ers, San Francisco 49ers, led by Trey Lance, presumably will be going to Chicago Week One to take on the Justin Fields led Bears. Seven point spread, six and a half, depending on where you shop. I'm not rushing to the window, man, but I'll take the full touchdown with Chicago. I'm getting really? flashes of this game last year mm. was a shoe in, right? We all thought it was a shoe in. I want to say San Francisco was a two and a half point favorite. Oh, you're talking about the game in Chicago. Going to, yeah, San Francisco was a two and a half point favorite going, going to the midway play the Bears, and Justin Fields played a heck of a game, um, really kept the Bears in it for, you know, you made been on, it. You bet on San Francisco. Bet on San, it was, but it was like one of those things I where I remember. was I was supremely confident. Yeah. And I got humbled a little bit. It was that game and then the Chargers-Eagles games where I won, but I was like, man, this, yeah. this, this stuff is a little bit harder than you might think. Chicago getting a full touchdown, I don't want to be the Trey Lance hater guy, but you're giving me a rookie quarterback – First first game in the offense. I know there's potential that they can go fireworks on Chicago. I get that. Chicago's secondary is pretty good. I think Chicago's getting overlooked. They're at home. You're giving me a full touchdown. Maybe Trey Lance makes one or two mistakes that they recover from later in the game, but I think this thing might be a little bit closer than people think. Obviously, haven't taken a, taken a position on it yet. Let all the Bears hate come in. Let this number creep up to 7.5, maybe closer to 10. And I'm going to be taking the Bears week one because it's just too many points in this league. For as much as wow. I don't like Chicago, it's just too many points to be betting on uh, against a quarterback with really in his first real start. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of the direction I'm leaning in with that game. Yeah, I made it San Francisco 7.5. Uh, I disagree with you, man. I mean, I see your logic, but I just, I mean, and there might be some bias here from last year and, and what I think about the fit between Lance and Shanahan in this offense. I just think that. I really think that they're going to uh, kind of hit the ground running this year. And obviously there's going to be some hiccups, but a team like Chicago, man, who might be the worst team in the league in my book right now, um, I'm just not going to go to the window with them in week one. Um, kind of reminds me a little bit of the 
San Francisco Detroit game last year, uh, week one. Kind yeah, of, it was the same line. I think seven or seven and a half. Didn't Detroit come back? And obviously there? Detroit yeah. had a roarous comeback at the end, but it was kind of um, there were some fumbles. It was a little wacky. I mean, uh, San Francisco still ended up covering, I believe. Maybe they didn't, but I had them. I had the classic uh, San Francisco LA teaser last year, which was a which was a fun one, but. Yeah, I I just man that it's to me really the handicap comes in with Chicago's offense going up against San Francisco's defense doing the pass rush going up against that offensive line and Justin Fields. You talked about Trey Lance, which I think is a granted point, but we also need to talk about Justin Fields as well, who definitely has some more reps than him. But still, uh, I'm not not too confident about the de- debut of Eberflus and Getzey kind of giving a team like San Francisco, I think, is one of the better teams in the NFL, top ten team in the NFL uh, issues. So. Moving on to Pittsburgh, Cincinnati. Cincinnati, the reigning AFC champions, laying six and a half at home against the Steelers. I said it on the podcast, the AFC North podcast. If this number gets to seven, I'll be taking the Steelers with the full touchdown. Still kind of like the Steelers at six and a half, maybe put a little bit on the money line. Um, I think the Bengals are getting a little bit overhyped. This has been a traditionally very Pittsburgh-dominated uh, rivalry over the better part of the past decade. I understand Cincinnati is an established team now with a better quarterback and a better, probably just a better all-around team. But again, I think Pittsburgh um, defense is still going to be really strong. We're still talking about an in-division game. So if I see that a seven come up here, I'll probably be tempted to to would, take the Steelers. Would you lay uh, 125 with seven right now, which I'm assuming it would be if it's 105 for six and a half, some, some shops? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think that I might just make like a half unit money line play and then a half unit, uh, six and a half or I don't know. I think 125 yeah. might be a little too expensive. I, I think if the number just kind of roars against Pittsburgh and into Cincinnati's favor, um, I'll, I'll hop on it, but I don't think I want to pay that much for, for a seven, but maybe I will. I don't know. Yeah, I uh, I tend to agree, but I'm just not as confident in backing Pittsburgh Week One. But then again, I was a I was a guy who, uh, you know, the Bills game last year Week One was yeah. another one that, that kind of I think the Bills were six at home too, and I kind of viewed it as a shoe. And I obviously, you know, everyone was high on the Bills last year, much like Cincinnati, but Pittsburgh went in and won that game outright at six one underdogs. Um, so I I think you make a re- really good points about the kind of product that you're going to get from, I think, the whole season, despite of the quarterback in Pittsburgh and how good that defense is going to be. So six seems, six and a half seems like a lot of points. Um, this probably should be closer to six or five. So, um, yeah, I think I think that's a good bet, Lee. Moving to the hometown Detroit Lions, uh, hosting Philadelphia week one. Seeing, depending on where you're shopping, it's a three and a half or four and a half in favor of the Eagles. Um this is one I'm going to probably stay away from. I've noticed a lot of the lines I do tend to like are with road teams, so I want to kind of quell how interested I am in betting so many road teams week one. Um, this is one of those examples where I'd probably be in favor of laying the three and a half with Philadelphia. This is a Philadelphia team that absolutely boat raced the Lions last year. Um, I mean, I think the Lions could probably keep it close, but I think Philadelphia is a better team, but I'm probably going to stay away. Just let this one settle itself. Yeah, I made it Philly three and a half, so I'm pretty much on market with it. Um, probably, yeah, I like Yuli. I probably would bet Philly if I had to go ahead, but I'm staying away for from this uh, pretty clear in week one. 
Indy visiting the Houston Texans, eight-point favorites pretty much across the board. This is another example of a road team I like in Indianapolis. Um, I think they're going to kind of hit the ground running with Matt Ryan and company. Um, eight points is a lot. I do like Houston, so I'm probably not going to bet this. But if I had to, I'd, ta- I'd lay the eight with, with Indy. I just think that the product coming out of Indianapolis this year is going to be really good and this is a pretty soft way to start their schedule. I don't want to overlook Houston too much, but I think that there's several advantages that Indianapolis has in this week one matchup that over the course of four quarters will amount in them probably winning this game by more than a score. So that's just kind of where did I'm the, coming from. It. Did the Jags beat Indian week one last year? Am I, was no. That, was that another year? That was the Rivers year. That was the Rivers that year. That was the Rivers okay. year. Yeah. Um, yeah, I uh, man, I don't really have too much of a eight points. Just seems like a lot to lay, even with a team like Indy. Um, I don't think Houston's gonna be very good. Like, yeah, I probably, I'm just not really interested in betting eight points with Indy in Week One. I get it. I can also see like Houston scoring on the first drive, exactly. and now all of a sudden you've got an Indy minus eight ticket, and they still yeah. could come back, but they're down seven yeah. nothing. Like, I don't know. That's the only reason why I'm kind of afraid of it. But then again, I wouldn't want to take the points with Houston necessarily. No, me neither. Um, this next one is going to be interesting to the listeners, yeah. our loyal listeners, who know kind of our stances on these teams. New England visiting Miami, another divisional. Why well, divisional? I mean, I guess that's not out of character, but yeah. um, Miami a two and a half or a three, depending where you shop. I'm laying the two and a half with Miami Week One. As much really? as I, as much as I, I like the Patriots better. I think the Patriots are a better team. I think that. The Patriots also have historically gotten off to slow starts. They've historically struggled against Miami. There's a lot of hype with this Miami team coming in. Under three points, I think Miami kind of hits the ground running here, takes the Patriots' offense a few weeks to get their legs underneath them. And if you can get under three points here, I don't think I'm necessarily betraying my badge of honor to the New England Patriots by saying, hey, they're going to go down to Miami week one. It's going to be pretty hot. And... You know, Miami's going to be able to put up some points, and yeah. it, it, might, it may take the Patriots a few weeks to to kind of figure out wh- what their identity is offensively. So, yeah, well, I, I think I think that's fair. Um, this this uh, this is a line that throughout the offseason has has stuck out to me as a teaser leg for me on the Patriots. Okay. Now I know road teasers are interesting, but you got a low total. I know we we, we can't see the total right now. I believe it's forty three forty four. A low total. Um, I really like you get the low total matchup with the teaser. You get eight and a half with New England on the road. Um, I have all, I mean, Mike McDaniel is a guy who I've liked, but I'm cautiously optimistic about how well this offense is going to gel this year. I will happily eat crow if I'm wrong, and this is a, a replication of San Francisco, and two is incredibly efficient, and the weapons and everything, it all works out together well. But the matchup against Belichick, the defense, and I still, man, I don't know. I could, I could look really dumb for this, man. But I just, I'm so, um, pes- I'm so, I'm very cautious with the way that I'm attacking. New England is getting a bunch of hate. Miami's getting a lot of love. Um, I know you agree with me, Lee. Yep. I, I just think even if the offense is slow to start with Patricia and Judge, this offense still, I think, is going to be able to run the ball. Mac Jones is still going to be able to play good quarterback. The floor is still relatively high with this team um, because of the skill level and because of the culture, I think. Then I think the defense is going to be good. So I think this game is probably low scoring and it's probably a field goal game either way. And I'll take, I'll take a nice chunky teaser with New England being the first leg. um, Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. 
I know you can't um, say you don't like New England plus two, eight and a half. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm not going to say I hate it. I will say that there are other teaser legs I probably would prefer. Now that you've mentioned teaser, I yeah. completely forgot teasers existed until you just mentioned it. Um, still shaking off some rust. This next one, the Baltimore Ravens visiting the New York Jets. Another example of a road team I like. I laid this at four and a half. Two claps for yeah. me getting the Ravens at four and a half. It's now seven. After the Zach Wilson injury, and I don't want to hate on Zach Wilson any more than I already have, but I want him to play in this game. I would prefer the Ravens playing him than Joe Flacco. But ultimately, I think either quarterback plays, doesn't really matter. Baltimore is going to end up winning this game by more than a touchdown. Baltimore has been the best week one team in the NFL for the better part of, I don't know, the Jim Harbaugh or John Harbaugh era, excuse me. And I don't think that that's going to stop uh, this season with another, it seems like they always kind of get cupcake games week one. Not, I don't want to hate on the, the Jets are a solid team. I'm not, yeah. you know, they could be scrappy, but definitely in the lower tier of NFL teams. Another matchup, I think Baltimore is going to take advantage of and end up winning this game by, uh, by, by more than more than a score. So it's now seven universally. I think the number might come back down if Wilson. We don't know what the situation is yet. Wilson. Now there's some optimism he might play week one. For my money, he's not going to play week one. It seems like it's a kind of a fait accompli. Yeah. Um, kind of seems like they're going to get him going maybe week two or week three. They're going to be overly cautious with that one and maybe within the building saying, hey, maybe we don't want to throw him out uh, against Baltimore, against the Wolves week one necessarily. So Yeah, all, um, all indications are that Wilson is probably most likely not going to be the starter for week one and it looks like a Flacco revenge game. Um, yeah, even I mean, I'm with my lines. I made them way before the Zach Wilson industry. I, I still made it Baltimore minus seven. I just think Baltimore is a uh, one of the top tier teams in the NFL, and a team like the Jets, who I think could be scrappy and uh, very well could give some teams some issues throughout the year. Like this is just like you kind of said, Lee. This is not the team that you want to be playing week one. I think Baltimore is just too good, too well run, too well oiled of a machine uh, week one. So I think I'd play this all the way up into to seven with Baltimore. The Jacksonville Jaguars visiting the Washington Commanders. Um, Four-point underdogs or three-and-a-half. We've seen four on the high end. Uh, another example of me liking the road team. Going to hold my water with this one. Won't be making a bet. If anything, I'll maybe I'll throw Jacksonville money line in like a fun yeah. three-team parlay or something like that. Um, but, yeah, I'm not, I'm not overly confident in Jacksonville, but I will be picking them in the Pick'em League. I, I'm, I'm fading Washington this year. I think Jacksonville is going to be sneakily solid in year two with Trevor Lawrence and his development. So four points here on the road. I think that they might be able to cover that, but, again, not really a, a super hard, strong opinion on this one. Yeah, another teaser leg, man, that I really enjoyed was uh, Jacksonville plus uh, 10 on the road. Or even, I mean, if, if probably 10, you'd want to buy the points for the teaser. you get 10.5 just because of the push, but... Yeah, I think Jacksonville is going to be scrappy. I think Jacksonville money line, Jacksonville plus four, I think is a good bet. Getting them outside of three, I made it Jacksonville minus one. That's what I made it. I would, yeah, I would, I would put make it Jacksonville minus one, slightly favored because of the upside that they have on offense. And uh, I just, you know, I have the market just way too much uh, disrespect for them right now, in my opinion. Um. All right, moving on to the afternoon games. Kansas City at Arizona. That's a fun afternoon game. We got a couple good ones here. Kansas City, a three pretty much everywhere. You see in three and a half, minus 115 within Arizona's favor, um, or on Arizona's side, some places. Um, 
I like the Cardinals in this game, man. I really do. I think the Cardinals, after the start they got to last year, um, I don't know if I necessarily am going to pick them to win. But if I can get three and a half at minus 110, if that's ever possible, I'll probably take that. I wouldn't mind that teaser leg. I know Kansas City's offense has the uh, like the capacity to blow teams out. I think this will be a close game. It's in Arizona. Uh, Kyler just got his money. I think they're going to be able to kind of score points with Kansas City. I think Kansas City probably has a better defense, definitely a better secondary. But I don't know, man. Both of these teams, they're kind of built similarly at this point where yeah. you've got these high-flying, high-powered offenses um, and, you know, good – Solid front sevens in mediocre secondaries. Again, Kansas City secondary probably better than Arizona's. But still, um, I think this this is going to be kind of a score-for-score score kind of game. And if I can get three and a half with Arizona, I'll probably take it. Yeah, not not a huge disagreement, but definitely a little bit. I, I think Kansas City minus three and a half. That's what I lined it as. I I think Kansas City would be a play at me for minus three. I just I just think they're a better team. And I, I, the birds I, are angry. The birds are the angry. The birds are angry. <laughs> The, bird, the birds are coming down on us in uh, I don't know how in Southern California. I don't know how close crows are to cardinals on the yes. uh, on the bird family tree, but they got mad. They got mad. The uh, uh, that might be a sign to to put some money on the cardinals. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, the uh, yeah Kansas City man. I just better coach, better team. I don't Lee. I think Lee's a little lower on Kansas City than I am this year. Um, and probably a little higher on Arizona and, too. And a little higher on Arizona. Yeah. I. But Arizona has started very hot under Kingsbury. They whooped Tennessee last year in week one. But Kansas City is a different animal for me. Um, on the road, I make them a three-and-a-half-point favorite. So I am I think a slight edge to Kansas City on minus three. Another great uh, afternoon game, this one in division, is the Las Vegas Raiders traveling to L.A. to play the Chargers. And let's give a quick pour of the drink to San Diego. Yeah. I want to make that clear yeah. again. You know, yeah. a, few years, <laughs> a few years after the move, Few years after the move, big mistake by the Spanos big family. Mistake. Big mistake to say, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna pack our we're gonna pack our stuff and move to L.A. from San Diego. Yeah. Shame on you. Tommy and I went and visited Hutton Baker in Costa Mesa, Newport area. Yeah, kind of close to San Diego. Beautiful area. Well, it's also it's where the Chargers are kind of based out of there now. The Chargers are based out of there now, but they're playing L.A. They're playing L.A. Yeah, that's they a problem. So stay. So they should have stayed in San Diego. San Diego's a beautiful town, sleepy town. Yeah. Uh, forgotten town now. Yeah, it is. Um, they had their Chargers and their Padres. That's all they needed, you know? yeah. And that I, I take issue with that. I take issue and with especially, that. And especially, regardless of thoughts of, of San Diego, we can turn it on to L.A. Yeah. And the sports town it is. Especially crap, crap the sports town. The fo- especially the football town that it is. Yeah. Okay? Well, if you want to say the Lakers and the Dodgers, okay. All right. That's you all can, they have here. That's, you can keep those. You sure. can keep those. You can keep you those. You can keep those. Yeah. You can keep those. But we but we're we're talking ball right now, man. We're talking and ball, the Rams man. the Rams parade was flat. You get have the Rams, have the Rams, you, whatever. You know, like it's just it's just a lifeless, lustless place. All right. And <laughs> and you know, uh, San Diego had a little bit more to offer, and, and I think San Diego brought more to the NFL, but that's neither here yeah. nor there. Let's move on. Um, Vegas a four point underdog. Three and a half, depending on where you're shopping. I don't think I'll be in the minority by saying I have no clue how to bet this game. I don't mm-hmm. think either side is is glaringly obvious. This might be, you know, I think the Chargers will probably win this game, but I think it'll probably be a close game. So I'm not I'm not was, really convinced either what way. What was the line 
in week 17 last year? Was it three? Eight, I think three, it was like three and, three and, and a half. half. I think it was like right around the same thing. Yeah. Three and I, a half. Four, I made maybe. it. I made it Chargers three and a half. I made it Chargers three and a half. So I'm right on market with this. Um, I can kind of completely agree with Lee's sentiment. I, I think the Chargers... What's the over-under in this game? I know I'm not a big total guy, but my, my, receptors, like my receptors just got ringing. Can we check that out? Yeah, let's check. I let's mean, check the, that the, out. the internet's not great, so... Um, you got to bear with us here. Uh, let's, bear... let's guess it. What, I, I think probably 52 and a half. 52. So I'll guess. I can. The only way I can guess this is by doing the, the score in my head. Okay. Which is like, if it's... I think it'll be like Chargers 33, Raiders 28. That's 55. Yeah, I think I'm going over in this game. I'm going over in this game. I don't know what it is. Sight unseen. We're not going to look at it because the Wi-Fi is bad. You can look at it. I'm going to introduce the next game. Another division game, afternoon game. Green Bay Packers visiting the Minnesota Vikings. Here's like one of my teaser. Tease the Minnesota Vikings up to 8.5. How's that sound? Green Bay, after last year's debacle week one, their best pass catcher is Romeo Dubs. Who's a rookie? Um, they're going to be running the ball a lot, using those running backs as receivers a lot, and they're traveling to Minnesota. Who, by the way, just hired one of my favorite coaching candidates of all time in Kevin O'Connell. They've got a great tandem of receivers. They still got a really good running back, offensive line. I'm high on the Vikings. I'm high on the Vikings, and that starts week one. I'll take them in a teaser. And heck, man, if this number—I don't think it will. I think it'll stay under three. But if this number even starts flirting with three, if I get a three minus 125, I'm going to gobble that one up. And I'm probably going to take the Vikings money line because I really like them mm. week one and I really like the teaser. And I think Green Bay, great team, probably will end up winning the division. But week one, I think Minnesota gets the best of them. Yeah, that's, I mean, there's a lot of conviction there. There's a lot of conviction there. I made it Packers minus three and a half. So, See, I would take that three and a half, man. I yeah, would take that. You probably wouldn't. You I think you make a good point. I think I might be baking in just the overall team grade for me a little too much, maybe. I mean, this is a big game for Minnesota, but then again, I just have a... I think Green Bay, I mean, it's not like Minnesota has a great secondary. Like, what Green Bay is going to be able to do on offense, they're, I still think they're going to be able to get theirs. Um, the over is 52 and a half. Over 50, under 52, 52. Or 52, I mean. Flat 52 on draft I'll, 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 t- I'll take fi- over 52. I think those teams both might be scoring in the. What 30s. about Packers forty-eight? That seems like an over. I don't want to start talking overs now. Well, because Green, de- Green Bay's defense man is really in Minnesota. Good. Like I, I don't think that's an over. I don't think that's a clear over. You start getting over glasses. You, yeah, you yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. one over. You say um, Chiefs Cardinals is fifty-three. Another thing I think you should think about with the teasers. You know, teasing totals. You're saying? Well, no, I'm just saying if you tease a team like the Cardinals, and you got a fifty-three, the you know there's more value on teasing. Lower totals. I don't listen to I don't listen to Eric Eager. Okay, I don't listen to anything Eric Eager has to say. Him and I, know, I, I don't him think and I have beef. You, you, right? they, there's clear beef there. I don't think I don't there's think it's I don't think table. it's Bible. I just think it's interesting for for people to just to just to know that and understand. That's true. That. That's a good point. It's a good point. Just um, it's just a likelihood thing. It's like, a good point. The likelihood of a game you know being higher scoring and therefore you know eight and a half is not as valuable as it is in a forty point game. Let's move to the last afternoon game, the New York. Football Giants traveling to Nashville to take on the Tennessee Titans. John Danner's own Tennessee Titans. New York getting six and a half points. Ah, actually, no. It's looking more universally like a six now. So we're mm. seeing Giants money coming in. We're not. This thing ain't going to touch seven unless an unforeseeable injury happens. God forbid. Um, I'm going to stay away 
But heck, man, another road team I kind of like. I disrespect the Titans. I think the Giants are going to give Saquon. I think this is a big Saquon year. I think this is a Brian Dable brain trust year. And I think the Giants week one, this could be a th- type of thing where the Giants end up winning seven games, but yeah. they win this game week one and everyone's like, oh, the Giants. Yeah. You know, I can see that kind of happening. I don't know, man. I really have no true position on this game. I'm interested in the money line price on the Giants. Just again, little. I love my little road team money line parlay. I'm already dicing it up in my head. Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, uh, Philadelphia Eagles, and New York Giants. Or I don't want to bet against the Lions. So it'd be like Jaguars, Raiders. Raiders are an underdog. Jaguars, Raiders, Giants. Little three team money line parlay. See what you can get back on that one. You're telling me I got totals glasses. You got parlay glasses. You got road team parlay glasses on. I do because last year I didn't make the parlay. Remember my fifty dollar? It was. I'm forgetting what it was, but it was like it was something crazy. It was like Steelers and two other underdogs. It would have paid the Steelers. It would have paid like a grand for fifty bucks. So anyway, we're moving on. I don't think either of us have a very strong position, unless you know. Yeah, I I made it Tennessee minus. I made it Tennessee minus four and a half, which you know. Might be a little, uh, little, little horny on the Giants, but yeah. I, even then, I, I'm not. I don't want to get in the bed with the Giants week one. Sunday night football in Jerry World. Yeah. Now I'll say this. Yeah, last season was a great season, and it started. Yeah. In Tampa Bay. Yeah. With Dallas. Dallas. Coming to Tampa Bay and playing a heck of a football game, yeah. competitive football game. Seven and a half, I think the line was. Eight and a half. Eight and a half. Because I had a two and a half. Yeah. Point teaser. I'll tell you what, man. We're looking at Dallas as a one-and-a-half-point dog at home. I'm not going to touch this game as I sit here. I'm a little tempted to take Dallas. Mm. As much as I really don't like Dallas mm. this year, I think this is a, this is going to be a Jerry game. Jerry's going to be looking down. How are we going to start the season, boys? <laughs> and they're going to get things going quick. you got Tom Brady taking his – he's got a little QT in the offseason. He's taking a couple weeks off to get – some more uh, Botox. You know, he's not focused on the game. No, I'm just kidding. I don't want to get carried away here. But I don't know. I'm not gonna, I don't have a strong position on it, but getting points with Dallas at home, this is gonna this is gonna be a sit back and watch game for me, but it is interesting. It is interesting. Bulls first game as a head coach. Man, you know, Godwin probably not playing. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I love Tampa here, man. I love Tampa here, man. This is probably one of my favorite plays and something oh, I will be betting. Um Tampa's just, How do you even call yourself a fan? Tampa's just a better team, man. They're a better team and... Oh, wait, I forgot. There's no such thing as Cowboys fans. Yeah, you heard me. They don't exist. I uh, I readily admit that, you know, my uh, you know my fandom is, is waning. Yeah. <laughs> I have a waning Cowboys fandom. I have a waning Cowboys fandom. But, uh, but also, I, I think it gives me a more realistic view of the team and... I made it Tampa minus three. Like I think that's where it start. Um, the Cowboys should be worse than they were last year, and last year this would be maybe right. I still think Tampa would be a three-point favorite. I think Cowboy, the Cowboys take a step back on defense, and I think the offense is going to be able to score, and I was wrong. And, and I mean, I liked Tampa a lot last year. I teased them down to two and a half. I ultimately – or two. It was eight. I ultimately pushed on that, but um, – yeah, Tampa. Tampa's the side here, man. Uh, I don't think you know Tampa's. They're going to be a well-oiled machine. Dallas, I think it's going to take a little bit longer. And Tampa's just a better team than they are. So I'm going to take the better team in the ro- on the road. And if you push on a teaser, you get your money back no matter what. 
Yep, we remember that. that. We learned that. Remember that. I deal with uh, sleaze balls out here, and yeah, and if you push on a teaser, even if the other leg loses, lands. you get your money back. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to stay away from that one. I want to reiterate that. That's going to be a purely entertainment game. Yeah. Now we got to Big Kahuna. Yeah. This is one that probably the reason I did this podcast was to get be very clear about where I'm at. The Denver Broncos and Russell Wilson will be traveling to Seattle in prime time on the 12th of September to play the Seattle Seahawks, led by, let's hope it's Drew Locke. Shoot, throw Gino, Gino out there. Gino Smith, throw Gino out there. I would, I would, Irregardless. The Denver Broncos are a four-and-a-half-point favorite in this game on the road in Seattle. And, I, and I'm, I'm assuming this is because of Seattle's home field advantage. That could be the only logical way that people yeah. are compartmentalizing this. is like, oh, we're going to give Seattle three points for their home field advantage because this should be a seven-and-a-half-point spread. Yeah. I'd probably make it a nine-and-a-half-point spread. That's where yeah. I'm at. Denver is better than Seattle in every single facet yeah. of the game. I understand Hackett's a first-year head coach. I think Denver picks their number in this game. I think Denver comes out and wins this game by by 14-plus, right? I think they're winning, they're winning this game by 14-plus. It's going to be raining in Seattle, and it's going to be Russell Wilson, Mr. Was it Mr. Incredible, no, Mr. Mr. Unlimited. Unlimited. <laughs> it's going to be Mr. Unlimited just – I'm I'm gonna say four touchdowns for Russell Wilson against this Seattle defense. I've got a lot on Denver minus four. I'm gonna go back in on four and a half because I got a point to prove to these books, and that's that Denver should be a nine and a half in this game. Yep. I had it. Uh, I made it Denver seven and a half. Lee, good to see that we're on the same. It it should be seven and a half, and I think you know nine and a half too. Uh, it's just like I I completely agree with the handicap for you. We might see two quarterbacks play for Seattle. I, I think that's. I think that was is probably likely. And just the Denver's defense too, going up against Seattle's offense. Um, the secondary, even if Geno Smith has time to throw, just the way that they're going to be able to match up against Lockett and Metcalf, um, it's just not. And then they're going to be able to stop the run too. So I, I just don't see how Seattle's going to. It's also. Gonna, I hate to be the guy to say it. Both running backs for Seattle are dealing with some injuries as we speak right now on August sixteenth. Yeah. Where Ken Walker's got a hernia he's yeah. dealing with, yeah. which probably will t- make him sit for at least a week. Yeah. And Rashad Penny's got the same nagging hamstring or groin tightness that he's has been lingering his whole career. Yeah. And it's the reason why he's gotten only 20-plus carries, I think, in three games in his career or something like that. So yeah. this Seattle team, it's a rebuild. And this Denver team, it's a to me, personally, and you can disagree, this is a Super Bowl or bust team in Denver. This is a team where... You want to at least be making strides towards the Super Bowl this year. And that starts week one, getting your ducks in a row. And who knows that stadium better than three, man? Yeah. I mean, it might as yeah. well be named Russell Wilson Stadium at this point. Yeah, Field. Russell Wilson Field. Because this guy, he knows it. It's not like the home field advantage. I mean, they're probably going to be cheering for Russ after the way that yeah. the, that the, the, the franchise you know, think handle about, that situation. Think about, um, think about the intro video that he's in. Just the reaction. Yeah, exactly. Just everything. It's going to be. He's going to soften them up early, and they're going to get off to a quick lead, and this one is going to be, it's gonna be an a un- boat race. It's going to be an unbelievable game. It's going to be a boat race. It's um, not going to be an unbelievable game. It's going to be an unbelievable no, us, game if you're us, on the is, Denver side. This is, yeah. I think it's going to be a fun one. I really do. I think the only, I mean, let's just, we got to play devil's advocate, I think, because we're so. Devil's advocate, it's so raining. Up. It's, it's literally like a call. It's, it, it's. They make the game really ugly, and Russ doesn't show up. 
Yeah, the devil's advocate is it's raining and Russ looks like he did for the better part of last year. And like when his finger was all messed up and he's like, there's miscommunications on offense and the, the Seattle's running the ball really well and controlling possession and they're completely yeah. minimizing the role of their quarterback in the game because if, if you notice their quarterback trying to make plays at all, it's a huge problem because both their quarterbacks are, are backups. Um, but that's just why, I mean, that that's... That, I'll lose on that, man. Yeah. I'll lose on that. Yeah. I, I think, you know, I think you play this game ten times. Denver's, you know, going to be winning by an average of a touchdown at least. So, um, I'm on the Broncos big. It, 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 I, I'll be interested to see if there's another game this year that I'm this confident yeah. in. I think if they played this game week five, Denver would be a ten point favorite. This, I just think you know what this reminds me. It's of prime a lot. time too. You know what actually this reminds me a lot, and I thought about it. 2020 Steelers Giants Monday Night Football opener. Because I remember yeah. I was in Vegas, and I was down on the Steelers that year, but Steelers three and a half, it opened up. Yeah, yeah. And I was in Vegas for when I was in the uh, the bubble, uh, you know, there yeah. in August, making my drive out to, to Newport, uh, watching some playoff hockey. And and that and, and Philly went out, I mean, uh, Pittsburgh went out and won that game by a touchdown plus. Yeah, yeah. And controlled the game the whole time. And then the, I think it closed at six and a half or seven. So kind of surprised... It got all the way up to five. I guess it, it is five and a half some places. So yeah, but I'm I'm taking this. I want to take this four and a half now, dude. Because That's I think by saying. the time this thing kicks off, it's six and a half. I think it's six and a half by the time this thing kicks off. I think that people are going to start to realize, especially even as much as I hate to say it, just the square betters that are just going to be like, oh, the uh, Russ, Russ wins against Seattle because he was his old team. Yeah, which is kind of what we're doing, but we're doing it in a little bit more articulate way. Yeah. Um, but I do think it's a good handicap, man. I mean. I think laying the four and a half here, I don't know. I'd love to see – I'd love to get a, a well-dressed, sharp better across the table from me telling me why he's taking Seattle plus four and a half. I just don't really know why anyone would do that. But anyways, I guess that's why we're uh, we're just shouting into the void right now. But um, We are. And we, you know what? I think uh, – I forgot to mention it, but we need to make uh, the intro to this podcast the Mr. Unlimited Audio. Just let it roll. Okay. Oh, we can do that. Or we can do the outro but I, or both. both but. We're, we're coming in at 40 minutes here. We're going to Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks episode two. Hard Knocks episode two. Go Lions. We're signing off. And uh, we're hoping to bring some some more good content soon. Mr. Unlimited. Who's your role model, Russell? Unlimited. Who's your go-to person for advice, Russell? They think Pete Carroll. They think this person. Think that person. Love you, Pete. But it's Mr. Unlimited. Tell them.